Welcome to the Four Sportsmen of the Apocalypse podcast, a sports podcast created by four average guys, boredom, and a global pandemic. Here are your hosts, Ryan, Penny, Ryan, and Crom. All right, welcome to the podcast, everybody. As always, I'm joined by Dr. Ryan Jones. You're Alexander Penny. Hello, everybody. And Brendan Crom. Hello. Hello. Um, as always, we're going straight into our quick news. Um, one of the big stories right now is Aaron Rodgers wanting out of Green Bay. Um, that kind of came as a shock to me, to be honest with you. It kind of came out of nowhere, but at the same time, I can understand why. But I just, I haven't heard much about it until Thursday when it kind of just, here it is. But. First of all, Aaron Rodgers is a fucking asshole because he <laughs> stole the spotlight. Like these are kids' dreams to make it to the NFL, and all anybody wanted to talk about on draft night is fucking Aaron Rodgers and where he wanted to go. So first of all, big up, dickhead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> listen, I uh, I can't stand the Packers or Aaron Rodgers, but I'm really not sure who's more in the wrong here. Uh, if it's the Packers, it's pretty understandable. They've made nothing but head-scratching decisions, picking Jordan Love, uh, missing or not picking however many wide receivers. Uh, and let's not forget, they kicked the field goal down eight with just over two minutes left uh, in the red zone. Um, but it could be Rodgers as well. He's brash. He's outspoken. He's never really seemed like a team-first kind of guy. Uh, smells like a bad high school breakup. Uh, I give this like a 0.1% chance that Mr. Jeopardy returns to Wisconsin. Um, I guess he either retires because the guy doesn't need any money um, or we see him push a move to teams with other weapons, AKA Atlanta, Houston, or a team on the rise a la Denver. So as a longtime Vikings fan, this does put a smile on my face. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, I understand why he's upset. You know, his team kind of doesn't want to do what he wants to do, but at the same time, it's a team effort, not a single effort. And he's got the best, one of the best O-lines in the NFL. He's had weapons. He's got a- Aaron Jones. He's got Devontae Adams. Like, I don't know what the guy wants. How much more can you... Apparently, the big thing is he's, there's a strained relationship between him and the general manager. That's... And that's what it is. He questions the decisions in the offseason, the player personnel that they've brought in. Um, like you said, the fact that they've missed out on how many top end, what seems to be top end wide receivers through drafts to give him more help. Um, yeah, the, the thing, last thing that I really read on it is that if he is going to come back, the GM Gutenquist or Gutenkist cannot be there. So as a president of Green Bay, do you look and you fold to a player and show that you're like super weak when a player doesn't want to play? I don't think so. I think the GM is going to be there and Aaron Rodgers is going to say he's going to retire. Um, or they are going to move, like everybody was talking about how Denver had a really good um, uh, package that they sent to Green Bay prior to the draft. Now, obviously, I don't know how that changes with the draft coming and going. Because obviously, you think it would be picks going back the other way. Um, but I mean, do you really want to go to Denver? I mean, they've got a good good defense clearly um, that they've worked on this off season. They've got good weapons in Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. Um, they drafted another running back, I believe, 
if I'm not mistaken. Um, so they've got good weapons there, but that offensive line isn't the one that he has in Green Bay. And the other one's the Niners um, that I heard. And do you want to go to the Niners? You're playing possibly the toughest division in football between the Seahawks, the Rams, the Cardinals are on the up and up now. Um, they've got decent weapons there. Debo Samuel, when he's actually playing, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, they were Super Bowl, Super Bowl contender with Jimmy G at the helm. So I just, it's just looks like it's a bad, bad mm-hmm. situation. And I think he's going to end up retiring or and then coming back and signing with another team after he pays out however many millions he has to pay back to the Green Bay Packers. He'll come out of retirement and he'll sign with another team. I think the big reason why he wants to go to the Broncos is it gets him out of the NFC and Brady. So he has to play him in the Super Bowl if they're both going to meet. But well, I think he made a good. He has to play Mahomes. He, there would have been a move in the draft, most likely, if it was going to go down. And the fact that it didn't means he's probably going to retire because there's no way they're moving him. Like they, they can, but they won't. That's the issue, is they choose it's... not to. It's Brett Favre all over again. He did the same thing, the, and, the, and the team takes the team first. It's never been about a superstar. Green Bay's never been one to bow to player requests. Look, the guy's got a pretty decent team around him. Um, he's in probably the weakest division in the NFC, or the second weakest now, depending on how you look at the NFC East. Um, the guy's a diva and yeah, good riddance. Peace. <laughs> Uh, um, uh, yeah, go ahead, Pat. Uh, there's really not much to say about it. I think he's just kind of whining and crying. I agree with you guys. I don't think he's going to leave Green Bay. You hear the rumors about him going about the Broncos, 49ers, and the Raiders is what I've heard. I don't see him moving. I see him retiring. I don't – it doesn't make sense for the Packers to do something like that. And – I can just see him being like, well, do you know what? Screw it. I just won't play then. And if he wants out that bad, they're not going to trade him. He'll just say, screw it. I'm done. Peace out. <laughs> um, other QB news. Uh, the Texans drafted a QB, David Mills, at the top of the third. Um, the big question and concerns was, uh, did they know something in the back end that maybe Deshaun Watson's going somewhere? Because obviously with his allegations, is he going to be playing? Or are they just doing this it's- as like a – I saw this note from you and this is only news because of what came out after they drafted him, where the rumor is that he's not going to be able to play in 2021 due to all the, the uh, allegations and legal troubles. But this Davis Mills guy is a developmental quarterback period. He's not coming in to, to be a spark or be the guy. They've got Tyrod Taylor. If they got to get out of uh, Watson, they'll free up some cap space. Maybe they look to trade for another quarterback at that point. Um, like no, no disrespect to, to Davis Mills, but this, this is, this is, this is not news. This is, let's wait till we hear what's going on with Deshaun Watson before right. we say, Oh, they drafted him. Cause they know what's going on. They have no fucking clue. I saw this as an insurance policy. That's all. I Absolutely saw. not. This yeah. kid's going to be third string at best. <laughs> like, why is this news? Sorry. So, so that was, that was my thing is. It's literally, so you have Deshaun Watson who may or may not be able to play. I, and then you have Tyrod Taylor with his injury history. You need somebody just, you need a quarterback back there to be able to throw the ball. Someone who's going to catch the snap when the center snaps it back. It was, you're adding depth in 
case of worst case scenario, if Deshaun Watson does get suspended, can't play, and Tyrod Taylor gets hurt, um, that's he's a he's a develop like Ryan said, a developmental quarterback. Where worst case scenario, you can throw in a guy and you can be like, ah, he's our third round pick. Oh no, <laughs> we're losing still. Shit. <laughs> that team is going to have constant struggles for the next couple of years as they have for the last like five or 10 years. I think they, I think they look at that. I'd pick up the phone call green Bay. Hey, you got a pissed off quarterback. I've got a pissed off quarterback. Let's make a deal. You can't say they're rebuilding. They were rebuilding for like five years and their team that was rebuilt was still trash. <laughs> like, but they got a great left tackle. Hey, they do have a great left tackle. Uh, yeah, but yeah, the Davis Mills piece, whatever. <laughs> Why are we talking about Davis Mills? Like, what, Davis, because Watson's in there. Ranked. That's the only He's thing. Like seventh ranked quarterback that came off the board. Like what? Uh, he was drafted right in front of Kellen Mond, by the way, who is going to be the next star in Minnesota. So uh, just you know what? If Kellen Mond, yeah. if Kellen Mond had gone to Houston, I still wouldn't want to talk about this because it still doesn't really matter. You watch your mouth when you talk about <laughs> Kellen Mond, okay? Be careful. Vikings, Super Bowl champions, Kellen Mond behind the helm. You watch. When? Uh, 20, 2027. 20, I'm calling it right 20, now. 2042. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll move over to uh, the main reason we're here. We're going to be grading the first 15 picks of the 2021 NFL draft. Um, the first two will go over pretty quick. I think they were kind of just the, the regular ones that everyone kind of figured. But uh, Trevor Lawrence going to the Jacksonville Jaguars – I had this as an A just because this was kind of the obvious pick uh, from the last minute. The Jets beat the Rams back in December. Everyone kind of knew this was coming. And uh, Lawrence is going to be a generational talent for years to come. And it, it is what it is. It's the expected pick. Yeah, I also gave it an A. Um, my biggest uh, curiosity is what, how this kid's going to uh, uh, respond when the losses start to pile up because let's be honest they are and I think between high school and college he's lost a whopping total of four games so um, it'll be interesting to see but yeah it, this was as in stone as possible you know shame on the Jaguars for using all 10 minutes other than the clock like let's just <laughs> wrap it up move on uh, yeah a I have an A too. They didn't screw it up, so therefore they get an A. They didn't overthink it and go <laughs> Zach Wilson out of nowhere. They, they still took ten minutes to pick. So they they took tre- they took Trevor Lawrence. Good for them. Ridiculous. I don't think I have to say anything. It's we all know what pick was it, so it's an A. Mm-hmm. Good on you. You got a franchise quarterback. Let's see what you do in five, ten years. Yeah, they also thought Blake Bortles was a franchise quarterback, so let's see what happens. Hey, yeah. Blake the Snake was money for that one year when they had that little Cinderella. Hey, did he take him to a divisional game? Or was hey, it Blaine, like a, Ga- hey yeah, Blaine Gabbert, Jaguars draft pick has a Super Bowl. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, number two, the uh, New York Jets selected Zach Wilson. Uh, I gave this a B plus. Again, this one's been set for a while. I thought there might have been a chance they might kind of throw a curveball, maybe take Justin Fields here because of the versatility, but I think we all kind of knew Zach Wilson was going to be the number two guy for the last couple months at least. 
Yeah, I uh, I gave it a B. Uh, I'm kind of torn on this. I feel like Wilson's got some great traits. He's an explosive passer. He's mobile. Uh, I just wonder, like everybody, how the lack of college competition is going to affect him. Um, he just didn't really face anybody that kind of jumps off the page and goes, man, this kid's going to be something special. Um, the Big Apple isn't also very kind to pro athletes at times. So be interesting to see how he deals with the uh, the limelight, as it were. But uh, if uh, his walkout and interview at the draft was anything, the kid does not lack confidence. So um, I just gave it a B. I'm the same way, Ryan. I gave it a B. He hasn't really faced a ton of talent when in his college years. So I'd like to see how, and like you said before, the Big Apple is pretty ruthless on professional athletes. So there's, again, this was another one that I thought was set in stone. There's not much to say about it. How many Jets what he does in the last couple of years have actually been like the, their entire fan base just boos them? Yeah. Like Penny just said, like they hate their picks. I don't understand why they could be first overall. They're going to hate the guy. It's brutal. It doesn't matter. New York's New York. They, they hate everything. Except for yeah. bagels. B plus. Except for bagels. <laughs> yes. B, B plus. Uh, you, it would have been an A, but you won a game you shouldn't have. Therefore you got the second pick. You suck. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I hope that Zach Wilson doesn't fail because then this is going to look even worse if Trevor Lawrence is a superstar and Zach Wilson is not. So, if Zach Wilson fails, they should hire Adam Gase and fire him again. <laughs> oh, Just for good. an insurance policy. Jesus. That's funny. Joe Flacco took you guys down. How does that feel? <laughs> Joe Flacco cost you Trevor Lawrence. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, number three, we've got Trey Lance going to the San Francisco 49ers. I'll start with Penn on this one. What do you have? You know what? This was one of those things that I thought Fields would go. Um, good for Sam Friend for, you know, getting a quarterback. I didn't think they were draft one. Um, kind of goodbye Garoppolo era for that team. I mean, injury-prone – Buddy, but I mean, I thought in all honesty, I, I after watching everything in performance draft, I thought they would have went with Mac Jones. I was very surprised with Trey Lance, um, but you know what? The guy is a very capable passer, can make special plays. He's athletic, more athletic than Jones is. That what I've seen. Um, good for the 49ers for picking up very talented quarterback. Um, Hopefully they are uh, they're, they're a contending team, so hopefully he's able to make a difference for them. I'm going to let Ryan go because it looks like he's going to bust out of his seat. <laughs> I'm literally going to rip everything you just said. You said accomplished passer. The guy has made 318 throws in, in his entire life. He's athletic, absolutely. Uh, this is a D-, and I almost gave it an F. They passed up on two sure things in – Justin Fields, thank you for not taking him. And Mac Jones, which I get because then you're just putting another cog in the machine. And it should be interesting to see how Trey Lance fits in Shanahan's offense. Uh, But this guy hasn't played football in almost a year. Um, Played in a tier below any of the other prospects. And again, 
just hasn't thrown the football enough to garnish a third overall pick. Um, the ceiling is super high on this kid, absolutely, but so is the floor. Uh, this is a, a big, big, big risk, and I don't see it. I'll piggyback. I've got a C plus only for the fact that they can run him behind Garoppolo for a year. But I totally agree with the fact that it's a high ceiling on a player that maybe shouldn't have been taken third overall. Um, they're putting a lot of their eggs in one basket, especially with all the tricks or the picks they traded away to get to that position. So oh, I didn't even talk about the capital cost. Like how yeah. do you, how do you, how do you t- trade all that away for a guy who's thrown the ball less than 400 times in his whole life? And if you're going to go with an athletic player, you're better off going with the proven one in Justin Fields. The, la- the next lowest passing uh, like attempts by uh, quarterbacks was Mac Jones at like 650. Like, how do you pass on – if you want an athletic, Justin Fields, two-year starter. Like, what are you doing? So I gave it a B. Um, Trey Lance, you owe Josh Allen a huge thank you because I think Trey Lance does not go at this spot without Josh Allen going ham the last couple of years because everybody was had the same kind of scares for Josh Allen um, in the fact that, hey, he's, he's got the super athletic, athleticism, he's got a huge arm, but we don't know what he is. Now, I don't know Josh Allen's attempts um, prior to getting drafted, but I do know that everybody was kind of scared off at the fact that he was like a one-year starter and he just had this huge arm, made the mistakes. And then all of a sudden he, I think he went and then he just went, he went ham as it were. And Trey Lance, you owe Josh Allen a huge thank you. Cause I don't think you get drafted here without it. So Josh Allen threw 650 passes in four different years of uh, between college when he played one year at Reedley and three years at Wyoming. Yes, he only was a starter for one. He also played 14 and 11 games in two of the Wyoming seasons, uh, which is more games than uh, Trey Lance played in one year. Yeah, exactly. So that's why, but because everybody's looking at the measurables and everything, the combine numbers, everything like that, they they're seeing a Josh Allen comparable. And this is, Garoppolo isn't I don't think Garoppolo's done for this year he's he Trey Lance is gonna sit behind Garoppolo I mean granted probably until what week four five six when Garoppolo gets hurt and he gets kind of thrown in there but this is as a, as a 49ers team this is a quarterback you draft knowing you have a starter for one more year this isn't a, like if they were in desperate need for a QB I think they maybe take Justin Fields or Mac Jones but knowing that they had um one year with Jimmy G they don't. And then the other thing um, is I believe the 49ers ran Trey Lance's last um, pro day from start to finish. And so they got to work with him one-on-one from beginning to end, which is what took them away from Mac Jones is they got to work with him head to head one-on-one and got to see what the player is. So obviously they have kind of a, a little bit more of an up maybe on other teams because they got that opportunity. But yeah, this Trey Lance, you owe Josh Allen big time. Well, and yeah, I think Kyle Shanahan maybe sees something in him that we maybe just don't right now, but he's, he's a great player. But again, like even Josh Allen's first year wasn't spectacular. So he might actually be two or three years before we see him come into the role. So the, again, the big thing for me is, okay, if you like this kid, who was going to take him at three? Like, why do you need to go up and get him then? 
we had him dropping to the Broncos at nine, right? Like he could have yeah, traded like, the Panthers or and and again, I hindsight's twenty twenty, but th- like you are telling me that you felt you had to give up all that cost to go up and get a kid who hasn't thrown 400 passes in his life. Great. You feel like you can get him, but there's no way anybody was going up to get him at three. I think the reasoning was when it came out is they, they traded up before all of their college field days came out, like all their, where they could actually see, and they wanted to be able to have the choice between the three or four available quarterbacks to say, Oh, this guy's Uh, the best. Again, like, is that worth the draft capital? I don't know, but they just wanted to be able to be in that position to be like, yeah, we're taking this guy now because we have the option to. Yeah, uh, we'll move on to number four, Atlanta Falcons taking Kyle Pitts. Uh, Mr. Ryan, what do you got for this one? Uh, I gave this a B plus, and the only reason I didn't give it an A was I actually thought that Atlanta was going to draft the quarterback here for the future, um, and there were still two highly touted prospects sitting there at four. Um, Pitts is an absolute freak of nature. Uh, he's going to give the offense another weapon and is going to be a complete mismatch nightmare. Um, I'm going to go on record and say he's going to be the best non-quarterback weapon in this draft class within a couple of years, bar none, and uh, could easily challenge for top tight end quotations um, as early as this season. Yeah, I, I gave it an A because he's literally a jacked-up wide receiver. He's compared to Megatron, Kelvin Johnson, for months now. And even his draft grade, remember we were watching the scores, like athleticism overall, his production, like they were 99, 99, 98. Like the kid's ridiculous. His catches are insane. Um, I think overall they got one of the best players in the draft, if not the best player in the draft, because he's phenomenal. And I like what they did here, just best player available. Uh, I, I gave it an A. I mean, you give that offense another weapon. Uh, I know Matt Ryan probably doesn't have – many years left but uh that offense is going to be absolutely dominant if they keep julio if he doesn't request a trade or whatever has happened with him calvin ridley is another amazing wide receiver um that that offense is going to be gross uh there's nothing really else to say about it he's i'd love to see how he's going to play in tight end uh yeah that's about it A, a a for me B plus, like I said earlier, that offense is absolutely electric now. All right, move over to the uh, number five pick, Jamar Chase being taken by the Cincinnati Bengals. Mr. Crom. Well, the Jamar Chase B, um, he's back with Joe Burrow, and that is pretty much it. You grab a wide receiver. They've got a super strong top three now. Um, and other than that, this was basically just, Hey, let's try to recreate LSU magic and give Joe Burrow another weapon. I think they should have go, gone O-line here personally, but Hey, I guess if you want to throw somebody he's familiar with, somebody he's got chemistry with do it. I, yeah, they, I think without getting a tackle in the second round, then I think I would have rated this worse, but because they were able to reach back in the second and grab another offensive lineman, it's a B. If they wouldn't have been automatic F. I also gave it a B. Um, I love the pick for the fact that it reunites Joe Burrow and Chase together. Um, and yeah, if you get the really strong three, your T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, 
Um, again, you need to address offensive line. The only reason I think they did it here with the wide receivers, you're not going to get the same value out of a wide receiver in the second round as you would maybe with Jamar Chase. But um, like Penny Sewell was a very highly touted lineman. Same with Rashawn Slater. So I get he opted out. A top five pick for an opt out is a little bit high for me as well. It is a big fat F from Dr. Jones, the biggest of Fs. Not because Jamar Chase is bad or anything. I I still think he's probably the best wide receiver in this entire class. Uh, But what good is a top-end wide receiver when you can't keep your quarterback off of his back? Uh, This is an absolute swing and miss. You had a premier tackle prospect fall to you where you did not have to do a damn thing to go and get him. Um, And you could have addressed wide receiver in the second round and still got value, especially when you already have um, a top end receiving core as it is. So um, it's way too much of a mushy pick for me. Um, It's uh, the rich getting richer as it were. I don't think they needed it. Um, And we will see how Joe Burrow handles getting absolutely pummeled yet again, because that line is Swiss cheese. So F. (laughs) anything get through those holes eh, Ryan? anything i could i could tackle uh i gave this a d minus um yeah you reunite jamar chase and joe burrow but like you guys said you gotta address that o-line you just have a quarterback who's just coming back from surgery he's gonna be training and prepping himself and he's gonna still get hit you're not really addressing he, – he's got weapons. So, like, you could address that in the second round. Like, it's – got to protect your quarterback. A lot of these – like, you're going to probably have another Carson Wentz fucking incident if, if he keeps going to get sacked and sacked and sacked and injured and injured and injured. You don't want that. You could have addressed it here and actually got Penny Sewell, which would have been perfect. So, D minus. He'll be the next Andrew Luck. He'll play for, you know, eight seasons and then be like, you know what? My body's taking too much. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> Did you see that scar? That thing is mean. Oh, yeah. It's gnarly. <laughs> There's been a lot of memes about uh, that scar. It's not good. It's, it's definitely uh, not. So number six overall, um, another team that might have maybe should have taken a tackle, but uh, took a wide receiver. Jalen Waddle going to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I've got this as a B plus. I do love this pick because they addressed what they were missing in the offense uh, because Will Fuller is okay, but if he can stay off the juice, but I love Devonte Parker and I think they need to get him some help alongside Gesicki. So if you put Waddle opposing deep threats with Will Fuller, um, it maybe opens up Parker to get some of the, the 10 yard passes in the middle of the field. And uh, he'll be great for fantasy next year. Cause a lot of guys can't keep up with Waddle as it is. So I think you're uh, speed demons on both sides. Yeah, I gave this a B plus. Uh, this was the biggest need the Dolphins had, and they went out and addressed it. They are way further along than Cincinnati is in their rebuild, who tried to make the same pick one before and failed. Um, and, you know, their own line isn't Swiss cheese. And they went ahead and gave the young back quarterback in Tua a solid weapon who does have injury concerns. And I wonder if they've got the right Bama wide receiver. Uh, cough, cough, Devonta Smith. But... Um, yeah, I uh, they they needed a wide receiver. They needed another weapon. Two has got to prove it. This is a B plus. Well, I mean, didn't uh, didn't Waddle play with Tua in 
Crimson Tide. So that's yeah, probably yeah. one of the one of the meat reasons why they chose him over Devonta Smith. Right? They probably asked him which one he'd prefer. I yeah, mean, he probably had some say, but he probably he, didn't. Have he had some that. say. Like, how much of the pick before do you think Burrow had? Well, they don't they don't for, do the scouting either, right? But I understand. For, you don't want to piss him off. Just for Devonta Smith, I know there's a lot of injury concerns because he is so light. Um, just in the NFL level, with Waddle's kind of more of a he's a little bit thicker. Waddle's viewed as a, a Tyreek Hill esque type player. Because mm, um, he waddles around. I, for me, it's a it's a C. Um, this is similar to what we saw for Baker Mayfield in Cleveland a couple years ago when they basically gave Baker every single option and offensive weapon that he could find and said, prove to us that you're our franchise quarterback. This is the exact same thing for Tua. They've got Devontae Parker, Will Fuller, Mike Kosicki, Jalen Waddell, and it's now proof to us that you are a franchise quarterback. If you don't, well, we'll find someone who can actually use the weapons properly. Uh, it's a C for me. I just, I, again, it's similar to the uh, to the Jamar Chase um, Bengals thing. Um, my the reason why it's a little bit down from that is because of Waddle's injury concerns, but other than that. It's again, it's a, it's a perfectly fine pick for this for the caliber of player that you may get out of Jalen Waddle. Yeah, and just to stat check real quick, uh, Tua played with both of them, uh, so there wasn't any one or the other. And uh, going back to the last pick, um, where somebody said they still got a tackle in the second round, and that kind of makes the pick better. Um, I would have rather had Penny Sewell and one of uh, Rondale Jones, Terrace Marshall Jr. Um, there's a bunch of other wide receivers that came off after the fact. So, um, yeah, sorry. I just didn't get that in when I wanted to. No, that's all right. That makes sense. Um, but, yeah, maybe, again, like Penny said, maybe Joe Burrow had a say in what he got. But I, at the end of the day, I really don't think it matters. I think the GM and the coach make that final call. So, Unless you're Aaron Rodgers and then you could force your <laughs> way out of your way. <laughs> and even still, you don't want to try to piss off your quarterbacks because they're all going to fucking leave. <laughs> Even if you're Aaron Rodgers, your team still drafts a cornerback and not a wide receiver. <laughs> um, number seven, we got uh, the Detroit Lions taking Penny Sewell, the probably the top offensive tackle in the draft. Um, they were pumped when you saw them on the cam. That entire room was so pumped that he dropped the seven. And I gave this a B plus only for the fact that I thought they needed to address wide receiver, which I'm pretty sure they did later in the draft as well. But their O-line has been terrible for years. So to actually be able to uh, to pull Penny here is uh, that's a big win for the Lions, and now you get to protect Jared Goff because he can't I was run. Just gonna say, I was just going to say you <laughs> you're not going to protect your multi million dollar quarterback that you've just acquired. If the, if Penny Sewell dropped to you here, yeah, of course they're going to be ecstatic, man. You got you get a good half decent quarterback, multi million dollar quarterback, right? And Goff. And you're going to protect him with Penny Sewell, who's probably it, – it is, the, in my mind, the best tackle in this draft class. Yep. I give this an A. It's, uh, it, it's perfect for them. Yeah, they have holes in wide receivers. Yes, they lost – they have something – sorry. They don't have massive holes in wide receivers, but they have holes in wide receivers. But this will address and protect Goff, and this is what you need to do. You need to protect those star quarterbacks. Yeah, this is uh, – I'll piggyback there. That is an A-plus pick from Jones. Uh, how many times can you sit on your hands, do absolutely no wheeling and or dealing, 
and have the best non-skill possession player fall to you in the draft. Not very, very many. So this is an absolute home run for the Detroit Lions. Uh, they did address wide receiver late in the draft. And yeah, maybe they didn't get one of those top two, three, four, five guys. Um, but they clearly saw a need and, to protect their investment. And uh, they went out and made that happen. So uh, without having to do a whole heck of a lot. So uh, as much as it hates to say it, uh, it was an absolute A plus by the Lions. Yeah. And I, again, it's an A. Um, he free fell to Detroit. I think he would have gone earlier, like I said, to the Bengals. And Goff should be pumped because he moves from Whitworth over to Penny Sewell. Um, so at least his blind side is semi looked after now. Um, now build a team around it. That's Detroit. You, you got to build a team around it. All right. On to number eight, we have the Carolina Panthers taking JC Horn. I will start with Penny on this one. This one was a surprise to me. Uh, do you know what? I gave this one a C. Uh, I feel Jay's Horn has a high ceiling to me. Um, you have Patrick Sertan right there to pick, and obviously he goes next. But to me, it's it, it's kind of a reach for Carolina to, to go for this pick. You have, like I said, you have Patrick Sertan for me, who's a sure thing. He's a starter. Um, not saying Jay's Horn isn't, but Again, I, he's got he's got a high ceiling for me. C. I gave it a uh, – I'll actually piggyback off that. I gave it a C plus. Um, very solid pick. They addressed one of their glaring holes in the secondary. But, again, like you said, Patrick Sertan was there. He was definitely the – should have been the number one corner off the board. Or what I thought was the Panthers were going to trade down here. Um, J.C. Horn is definitely a more feisty cornerback than Sertan. So, maybe he'll fit in well with the Panthers. But I just don't know. I thought eight might have been a little bit high for this – yeah, it's a it's a C pick, and it's not about which corner went first or which one didn't. the The answer to this pick is going to come in the fact of um, how does Sam Darnold's fifth year go? Again, this is a team that was sitting there, could have had one of two still elite prospect quarterbacks, and decided to address other needs uh, where there still are weaknesses um, behind, under center. Um, talking about J.C. Horn, he's immediately their best cover corner great mental toughness he's got a skill set that is going to be key in covering top wide receivers um but again is this pick any better than any of the other remaining quarterbacks that should that did end up going in the first round i guess we'll see this year coming yep and it's a c for me too i think um i know horn was ripping up draft boards following pro days and stuff so I think that's one of the reasons why he went up there and I believe he's more a little bit more of a scheme fit for the Panthers um and yeah again it's let's hope Sam Darnold comes out and balls out if not then you're in trouble as the Panthers organization I think definitely uh number nine is another corner uh Patrick Sertan going to the Denver Broncos I'll start with Ryan uh, just like the last pick, this is a C for me. Uh, and just like the last pick, this will really come down to how Drew Locke and or Teddy Bridgewater perform in the upcoming season. Uh, Sertan is built to play corner. Uh, his dad played corner in the NFL, and it's in his blood, essentially. Uh, and joins a once-weakness-turned-strength with some of the offseason additions the Broncos made. Uh, I just wonder if the team from mile high won't be kicking itself by passing on some of the top end quarterbacks yet again. So 
beating a dead horse there, but it's really going to come down to does Drew Locke stop doing the Dougie on the diet sideline and start throwing, uh, throwing more, uh, more touchdowns and picks and start turning, turning that team around. They've got a great offense. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting to watch. I gave it a B minus only for the fact that I think Sertan is a terrific corner who's almost a guaranteed success. Really hasn't had much injury uh, injuries as of late. Um, I think the way with the quarterbacks being shook up the way that they did, they could have taken fields here, which they probably should have. But I guess they feel comfortable with Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. So I think Sertan is a... Uh, Sorry, say that, say that again one more time. Just say that out loud. Just I want you to hear yourself comfortable with... And Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, cool. I just wanted to... I'm a big fan of Teddy Bridgewater, you know, old Vikings player, but uh, yeah, he's kind of a little bit washed up now. He's the new Ryan Fitzpatrick. We can talk about that if you want to. <laughs> I gave it, uh, yeah, I gave it a B minus just because I love the player in Sertan, but I think they could have uh, addressed a few more other holes, but they have a ton of holes. So, I mean, they, they really didn't do that. I, I feel like this is a, um, hey, we didn't get Aaron Rodgers. Oh shit! Who's the top player on the board? Oh no! Oh, we got a pick! Crap! <laughs> yeah, I, that's hundred percent. I that's hey this this Aaron Rodgers deal fell through. Who's our top player on our draft board? Who's the best available? Patrick Sertan. Perfect. Let's take him. Cover our asses. Hey, we got the best corner in the draft, perhaps. So we're looking good there. This is, it was really like a defensive pick. It wasn't like, Hey, we're going to go maybe go after a Mac Jones or Justin Fields who has a bus thing um, where a lot of people feel like Patrick Sertan is going to be a strong cornerback for years to come. And Hey, let's cover our butts so we can at least look at having a job when we get let go for keeping drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater as our starting quarterbacks. This, that it just felt like, Oh shit. We, we gotta we gotta make a pick <laughs> you imagine imagine if they did trade that pick to to uh, green bay they would uh, green bay would have taken two corners in the first round and still wouldn't have drafted a wide receiver <laughs> oh man i i know beating a dead horse same thing as my last time see it, it's best player available um we'll see how it goes like you said ryan they could have taken two good quarterbacks here and because Drew Locke did absolutely nothing last year. Bridgewater is an injury-prone old old man, in my eyes. Uh, old, old Saints quarterback, terrible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a C. All right, over to number 10. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles taking Devonta Smith. I will start with Crom on this one. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater is only 28. I just want to put it out there. That Teddy Bridgewater is 28. Yeah, I know. Oh, like I'm five years older than he is. So when y'all are knocking him for being washed up and old, you look better than he does. That's why I was laughing. (laughs) The dude needs to put down the chicky nuggies and start playing more football. Chicky nuggies. He's gonna be playing more football in Denver. (laughs) Well, so Devonta Smith. Um, how about the little collusion against the New York Giants here? I bet you Giants were just pumped. They're like, all right, we know Cowboys don't need to take a wide receiver here. I wonder who made that call and what, what was said. Hey, you guys want to fuck over the Giants? Hey, we screwed them once. Let's screw them again. Yeah. Let's... <laughs> well, and then the Giants trade down afterwards. hundred <laughs> percent. So, I mean, good on, good on the Eagles for moving up. I think it was a good decision by the Cowboys to move down as well. Cause I don't really see, there wasn't many players that I saw kind of in this range that was like, Hey, we're not reaching on a pick. 
Um, and so the Eagles move up. They grab a wide receiver. Um, they're kind of trying to build around Hurts uh, a little bit. So, I mean, between Rager, Smith, you got a lot of speed on the outside. Um, and, yeah, it was a good move up. It's a B, a B for me. And, yeah, that's pure attack on the uh, New York Giants by the other <laughs> NFC East teams. I uh, I give this an A just because I think that the Eagles finally made a good draft pick in the last five years. They didn't screw it up by taking someone they thought they should be working out with instead of somebody who they know would actually work out with, <clears throat> Justin Jefferson. Um, because Jalen Rager is a huge star, but, you know, Justin Jefferson is uh, unreal. So I think they, they have holes Stop everywhere else. Stop pumping your own team. What's that? Stop pumping your own team. Man, they're fantastic. <laughs> They're this so good. The, this is the Vikings and Fitzpatrick podcast. <laughs> Welcome in. Oh, Welcome man. back. Let's listen to Brian pump up his team and talk about purple and yellow the entire You're time. Pumping up your team too, but they drafted like shit. So I'm not gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you know what? We'll get to that later. Okay. <laughs> what? What a Super Bowl in ten no. years. Yeah, okay. Whatever. Neither of you are getting the Super Bowl. I thought that. Uh, I'm just going to jump in, stop the lovers' quarrel. Um, yeah, this is a, an A for me. Uh, Smith may not be a traditional X receiver, but the Eagles had to give Jalen Hurts uh, more weapons uh, if he was going to develop. Um, to accomplish that, while leapfrogging two NFC East rivals, including yet again screwing the Giants over uh, after sitting all their starters in the last game of the season to get a better draft pick anyway. Um, it's an absolute steal for me. So I gave this an A. I'm in the same boys, right? It's an A. Absolute steal. <laughs> and if it weren't for the Eagles trading up here and the Giants trading down, the Bears might have not got this pick at number 11. I'll start with Mr. Jones with the Justin Fields quarterback take. I don't know how many pluses I can give this without sounding super biased, so I'm just going to say it's an A++++. Plus 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 oh, is this, the, is this the Bears podcast? Where you is this to- a weird podcast? Hey, I didn't, I'm not ragging on you about talking about your team. You, you pick, the Saint, pick on the Saints guy. I don't care. <laughs> pick on the Saints. Listen, listen, listen. We haven't had a quarterback since J- Jim McMahon. Can we just can we give this for a little bit? It might not work, but we're going to give this. This is an absolute steal. This kid was talked about going number two to number three. We got him at 11, um, and if it works out, the extra draft capital given up is really not going to be a big deal anyway. Um, yeah, I'm still on cloud nine about this. Um, and it's uh, it just goes to show you uh, the typical draft process of people picking on one or two maybe uh, flaws or weaknesses or perceived um, things that aren't strengths and talking themselves out of them when the good clearly outweighs any of that when it comes to Justin Fields. So um, I think Ryan Pace has bought himself more time. Shockingly. Um, (laughs) If you had told me that, that this guy was going to be employed after signing Andy Dalton for whatever men, $10 million to play starting quarterback and not have a a backup plan or a way to do this, I would have laughed at you. So uh, we'll see. I, I don't know if he starts right away. I think uh, a lot of the things that have come out recently, they're going to let uh, let Fields um, adjust and hopefully not rush him in. Um, but the guy was a, an absolute uh, stud two years in a row at, at OS2. And uh, I, I think he's going to uh, have a real great shot at uh, 
at being something for the Bears. And they've already got a fairly decent team. I'm not just saying that. You can go up and down that lineup. The defense is pretty good. They're starting to get some wide receivers. You got Mooney, you got Robinson. We got a one-two backfield. And the line's not terrible. So um, we'll see. There's a lot of turmoil in the NFC North. And uh, this is nothing but good for the uh, the team from Chi-Town. So A+++++++++. plus 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 plus. If plus. this were any other team but the Bears, I would have given this an A+. plus, But I gave it an A+, plus minus. Uh, which is like a, a tier, like right below. How do you give it an A plus minus? It's an That's a just plus. an A. It's like it's an, an a, a, you idiot. No, so it's an A plus. It's an A. No, it's an A. I think it's an okay move. I think they do. You are ridiculous. Think maths, eh? <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, any other team but the Bears. This is a A plus plus for me, but uh, you know that just it's the Bears. So good on you. The two thumbs up. I'm proud of you. But uh, yeah. He's no Kirk Cousins. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> no, he's more, he's more than Kirk Cousins. <laughs> for fuck's sakes! <laughs> this for me, it's an A. It's an A plus. I mean, the Bears had an opportunity to move up, draft a, what could be a franchise quarterback. Uh, Ryan Pace now, when I believe probably at the end of the year, when he does get let go, uh, be over years of misuse and troubled decisions. I think now he can go and say, "Hey, I drafted Justin Fields, though." <laughs> Um, <laughs> so I think it's uh it's a step in the right direction for the bears. They got like, like Ryan said, they've got actually a pretty solid roster and now hopefully they have the right QB at the helm when Andy Dalton come week 11, 12, 13 is holding a clipboard, walking, watching a rookie ball out. So. Should have picked Mac Jones instead. Shut up. <laughs> Just for Ryan, yeah. Just for Ryan. Just for you, Ryan. <laughs> just because I can get a jersey, I you know what? I'll change my last name to Fields if that has to happen. Like whatever. <laughs> Most dedicated Bears fan ever. <laughs> Absolutely. Change it to Debr- Trubisky, then to Fields, and you. <laughs> huh? No, a Rex Grossman. I got a Rex Grossman jersey sitting around somewhere. Yeah, yeah. There's a name for you, podcast fans. All right, getting away from Ryan's Bears. I've heard enough of them today. Um... How about your Bears? <laughs> Uh, number 12, we got uh, Micah Parsons or uh, Nick Pearson, whoever you want to call him, going uh, <laughs> to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I'll start with Penny on this one because this is his favorite player so far. I'm not fucking starting with this. <laughs> Who do you got? What do you you guys just make fun of me because of my dyslexia. Fuck, if you start then, Brian. <laughs> I've got it as a, uh, I've got it as an A-. minus. Um, the Cowboys traded down just because they probably didn't get Sertan, which is the most likely case. Um but at this point, they did pick the best player available in Micah Parsons. Uh, kind of what they did last year with C.D. Lamb. They didn't expect him to drop as far as he did. So I gave it an A- minus because it fills up a little bit of their hole at linebacker, which they don't really have too much of a hole. But uh, I think this was a great pick overall. Great in coverage. I don't know how I feel about this one. I'll be honest. It's, I have like a C- minus D pick. You have Leighton Vander Esch. You have Jalen Smith. Um so right there is two kind of top tier linebackers, kind of quality players. Um, I feel like they maybe should have taken either another trade down or looked at a DB. I mean, even if you were going to reach for a DB here, that's, I think it's fine, but the, the uh, I, or even go with an offensive line. And one of those tackets where Sean Slater still on the board at this pick um, that O line isn't what it used to be. So I think, the, the Mike Parsons, maybe, I mean, yes, probably the best player on the board here, um, but it doesn't fill a hole. It 
I mean, it just, you're just adding to, to the wealth that you already have when you could have added uh, Rashawn Slater. Yeah. It took the words out of my mouth. Um, this is kind of middling pick for me. I got it at best C. Um, yep. Best, best guy of or on pretty much everybody's draft board at this point, but the line was, uh, was something that they probably could have addressed. Um, if they really wanted to trade down, they probably could have found a, a taker for that. Um, and still gotten uh, a Caleb Farley or Greg Newsome, um, and still address that, uh, that, that corner spot. So, um, Micah Parsons will probably be fine. Uh, but I don't think it's, uh, I think it's a waste of draft, uh, draft capital and draft value at that point. So I'll give it a C. Yeah. I'm in the same boat with you, Crom and Ryan. It's a, it's a mad pick to me. Yeah. You have an O line that you need to address with the Slater. You could have got Slater here. Um, I put it as a B minus C plus because yeah, you got the best, best available player, but like Crom said, you still got Smith and Leighton Vander there. And it's, yeah, you got Sean Lee who retired as well last year, who probably would Parsons is going to take over. But again, you still have that old line to address. You're, you've got an injured Dak coming back. Um, it's going to be healthy, but again, don't want it to happen again. You, you should address that old line, protect your multi-million dollar quarterback. All right, over to number 13, the LA Chargers taking Rashawn Slater. I'm going to start with Penn on this one. Oh, let's see. I have this one as a B plus. Uh, again, you have a very young quarterback in Justin Herbert going into second year. You're going to protect him. He has weapons there. Um, how do you not take Slater here to protect him? It's, I, I see the biggest thing for them is you have a young upcoming quarterback. You, you don't want any issues. He didn't get hurt last year. Perfect. We want to protect him more. Rashad Slater. Perfect. B plus. I gave it an A um, for the fact that I think everyone saw this coming for months. They were going to take a tackle, but I don't think they saw Slater dropping this far. I thought he was going to be taken at the Panthers spot. So I think they were pretty pumped to get him here. And uh, I kind of consider him and Sewell to be maybe a 1A, 1B um, as coming for the the overall best tackle in the class. So Slater is definitely touted very highly. So I think this was a great pick. Yeah, I had it as an A. Uh, this is the type of move that the Bengals probably should have made when you're talking about the investment in the quarterback and you've got offensive NFL rookie of the offensive rookie of the year in uh, Justin Herbert back there. They needed a tackle. They got one of the top tackles. Uh, only knock I had was Slater um, has some projections where he might have to move on the inside just because of arm length. Um, but with uh, the only LA team to have a first round pick uh, in this draft, they uh, seem to have found a good fit there so uh you can't knock it it's an a i have it as a an a a plus in that range um they didn't have to move i know lots of people view him as probably one of the most pro ready offensive linemen in the draft um i like don't get me wrong penny sewell could has the ability to be a superstar um but even if rashawn slater moves to the inside to a guard um he projects to be a multi pro bowler at the, at the guard position, even if he goes to guard or if he stays a tackle. So I think he's, uh, this is a dream scenario for the Chargers that they didn't have to move up and they just got to stay put and, uh, and draft one of the top O-linemen in the whole, the whole shebang. So. All right, number 14, we got uh, Elijah Vera Tucker going to the New York Jets. I will start with Crom and what you think about them trading up for this pick. 
I have them trading up as a B plus. Um, you made your pick of Zach Wilson. Um, uh, I actually really like the move for the Vikings as well. But uh, now you look at the left side of the O-line for the Jets between Mekhi Becton and Elijah Vera Tucker. Um, that left side is covered for years to come. Um, granted, I know there was maybe a couple other picks they could have made here, um, but Elijah Vera Tucker is the best guard. And that, yeah, like I said, that left side of that O-line is locked down for years. Yeah, I had it around the, the B minus C area. The only thing I could have thought of was, did they really need to make that trade to move up that high to get him? Um, but if they had their guy and like this, like, uh, like Crom mentioned, they, they drafted Mekhi Becton last year at 11. Um, that left side is, is, is ready to go along with franchise now franchise quarterback, Zach Wilson. Um, so they clearly saw a need to address. They went and addressed it. So my only knock was, was there anybody really going to be knocking down the door to get that guy? You know, did they have to give up what they did? Wasn't a terrible trade. So eh, meh, meh. Yeah, I, give it a, I give it a C plus for the fact that there was a lot of tackles left on the board still. And look at, again, not trying to pump the Vikings brakes, but look what they got at the exact same pick where the Jets would have been. They got Rashawn Slater, or uh, sorry, Christian Derrissaw. So, Tackle guard. Yeah, again, it's... It's not interchangeable. You can do whatever you want with it. 100%. It's absolutely not, but okay. <laughs> you can. Derrissaw projects as a tackle. Fair Tucker projects as a guard. You're still just no. blocking a big dude. It's all good. You're blocking him. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Hundred percent. I like to see you do that, Brian. It's Christ. <laughs> what do you got it as, Pen? I in the same boat. I've got it. I got it in a B plus or sorry, B minus to C area. Like like Ryan said, I didn't. I didn't really see why they needed to trade up for him. I thought he was. I didn't really. I hadn't projected late late first round, anyways. So. Good for Minnesota for trading down from. Obviously, the Jets saw the need to do it. Like you said, Ryan, there's not really much to say. That left side's covered in that area. All right, move over to the uh, the last pick here, number 15. We got the New England Patriots. Mr. Jones, what do you got here for Mac Jones? I hate giving this grade, but it's an A+. Like, it has to be. Uh, it's exactly what the Patriots needed, probably wanted, and it played out exactly how it should have for them. Uh, I'm really curious to see how much Jones to the 49ers at three was just a lot of smoke and mirrors to, to, uh, to kind of be throw the scent off. Uh, he fits the mold of a drop back QB that they built a dynasty on. And there are enough embers of the evil empire still burning to really imagine the version 2.0 of this thing kind of kicking off with this pick. Uh, Frankly, I bet you Kraft and Belichick are sitting in their dungeons just cackling away that this went the way it did. But uh, there's no better spot. There's no better place. Uh, I'm disgusted that this happened, but it's an A+. I gave it a B plus for the fact that I thought this guy would maybe after, if he didn't take, take, taken it three, I thought he'd drop to like the second round possibly. But the fact that he made it to the, the Patriots, they're pumped. Um, again, that physique, he's pretty much Tom Brady, number two reincarnated. Yeah. Depends on how he plays. Yeah, exactly. But behind that line, he'll be fantastic. He's just got to get some receiving in there and he'll play behind Cam Newton for maybe a year or two. 
So he's groomable and uh, B plus. Yeah, I have a feeling that uh, Bilicek and Kraft were both licking their fingers as soon as they saw <laughs> saw this pick come in. Oh yes, giving it to me. We're getting a player. Ex we're getting a player comparable to Tom Brady. Yeah, uh, I I don't like the Patriots. I don't. I never have. But it's an A plus pick. There's nothing. There's nothing to doubt. You get the quarterback you want, who's going to fit your mold perfectly. Yeah, he's going to probably be under Newton for the year, mix in a couple games. But man, it, it's this is what Billichek thrives on. You, it, it's an absolute win for the Patriots. It's a B, dream, B B plus. It's a dream scenario for the Patriots. They get their heir apparent to Tom Brady to free fall to them to 15. They don't have to move. Belichick didn't have to move up. He got to sit and hang out and wait for his guy to fall to him. How does the NFL keep letting this happen to all the other teams that are like, oh, damn, the Patriots get another good player. And I mean, let's uh, – I feel like let's hope that maybe he doesn't turn out so that the Patriots can kind of go through a rebuild and don't have to win a couple Super Bowls. But yeah, uh, I'm uh, yeah, it's a, it's a B plus. I was hoping to see maybe the Washington football team trade up with the Vikings to maybe just snag him at the last second, but that didn't happen. In Hanukkah, we trust. In Hanukkah. <laughs> All right. If we had uh, one takeaway from the draft, we'll do uh one A, one F. Uh, I'll start with Penn. Who's one uh, A and one F that you got? Out of all the teams who I think did really well in the draft, man, I think the Browns out of this whole draft are going to be a deadly team. Uh, I give them an A. With Newsom, Jeremiah Osuno Koromoro. Oh, <laughs> I did so, practice that. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. I, I was my audio with that. That was good. <laughs> You're close. I was very close. I tried. Hey, At least I tried. You got Cora Mole right. We all know who you're talking about. There we go. Instead of just saying Jeremiah. <laughs> uh, do you know what? It's they, they, they take – I believe they take their team to the next level. They were a playoff contending team last year. They, they, they also helped that, helped that line, taking it to another level. And I hate to say this, but my F is going to be the Saints. Um, you did terrible. You basically have done nothing to replace your holes. Um, good luck next year. I hope you get a first overall pick. My 1A was Terrence Marshall. I thought he, draw, he dropped fairly far in the draft. So uh, awesome for that one when they got picked there. And uh, my 1F is Eric Stokes going to the Packers because they wanted a wide receiver. Aaron Rodgers wanted a wide receiver. And uh, they still just went with a cornerback. So my 1A, 1F. So my 1A is, and I know it may be a stretch, hopefully it pans out, but it is in fact Sean Wade going to the Ravens in the fifth round. This guy coming into the year before 2020 looked like a first-round talent at cornerback. Everything it pointed at him being a first-round talent, and he struggled a little bit. He really struggled against Devonta Smith, and he did, took a free fall to the fifth round. If he reaches back to that 2019 form, they've got a, a like a perennial superstar at corner. Um, and then my F is the Pat Fearmouth from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, they spent their first pick on Ajay Harris. They should have went and got someone to kind of rebuild that uh, offensive line. 
they didn't do that. Um, so Harris and Ben will struggle from the fact that they took a tight end where they probably should have grabbed an O-lineman. Yeah, and I'll wrap it up here. Uh, the A has to go to my Chicago Bears. Look, <laughs> they got a franchise quarterback. Uh, on some draft boards, they got the number two tackle in the second round, and Tevin Jenkins. We all talked about him going in the first. Absolute steal. They got some great uh, offensive pieces in the later rounds as well um, that may or may not pan out, but at the end of the day, it's all about those first two picks. And the F, I'm going to give it to the Steelers. Look, I like Najee Harris, uh, but a round one running back just doesn't do it anymore. They have holes all over the place. Could have got better value, still picked up a running back later on. Uh, it's an absolute reach to get him. And uh, for a bonus, I'll give you one name, Alex Leatherwood. How dare you go in the first round? <laughs> Vegas strikes again. They have no idea what they're doing. And, uh, yeah, I didn't have him going to, like, third. So, did you, more a bonus F. I did. did you guys see, he went there in the second. Did you guys see that stat where it was like 60% of like all betting lines had Leatherwood being there for their second round pick where they took Morig and then Morig had like a 0% chance. It just, it's wild that they like basically flip flopped their first and second picks. They could have flip flopped their first and second picks and still got the same players. Yep. And wouldn't have been as bad controversy. John Gruden sucks. End of discussion. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We are the four sportsmen. We'll be here every week on Monday. We are on SoundCloud, Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. See you guys later. See ya.